It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Well, I just want to open the show today on the National Security Hour with uh, just a quick statement that the Department of Defense controls 30 million acres in the U.S., of which they employ 2.8 million service members and civilian employees, which makes it the world's largest employer. And now I want everybody to ask themselves on the National Security Hour, why is it we don't have a closed border? So today, and we're happy to be back, Dr. Mike and I, today we're going to discuss a little bit about on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Dot news. I'm sorry, dot news. I keep I got to get it right because January it's going to be all dot news. So it's America Out Loud dot news. Okay, we're going to discuss a few things. We're going to discuss what's going on, just not just our national security. Well, now <laughs> the Philippines and Spratleys and Taiwan and China's moving and Russia's going to move and who knows who else is going to move. And we have a special guest coming on in a few minutes, so we're going to bring him in. So we want to welcome Dr. Mike back to the show, the National Security Hour. Again, Monday, 7 p.m., every week, 7 p.m., Monday on AmericaOutloud.news, five days a week, but the two mics are out on Monday. So, Dr. Mike, welcome back. Thank you. Great to be back with you guys. Oh, my guest is in the background. I I just heard my guest is on the line. All right. So today's guest, oh, we're going to talk some real big security stuff today. Uh, We have Mike Wallop. Mike, welcome back. Great to be with you. All right, great. So uh, I have the two mics. So it makes it three mics today. Three mics on the two mics on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.news. So why don't we go first to Mike Walla? Mike Walla, welcome back. And I know your book's going to be coming out soon. So why don't we open up with you, all right, and talk a little bit, just a little bit about um, what you see with the Spratleys. And I, I know you're not deeply in it we just touched base on it quickly but what do you see happening with spratley's and then we'll go into the domestic national security go ahead well put your put yourself in the shoes of chinese communist leader xi jinping and any other bad guy around the world if there was ever a time to move now is it because you've got a weak overextended united states whose leadership is terribly divided and whose president is just not lucid So now's the time to move. So it's no surprise they would be doing what they've said they would do for years, and that's going for the Spratly Islands. Dr. Mike? It's, you know, I I think we've talked about this before, Colonel. This reminds me at least a little bit of the First World War when anybody, everybody was kind of thinking, if I don't do it now, when can I do it? When's a better opportunity coming? And I agree with with, uh, Mike Waller that there'd be no better time for the China Chinese to act than to right than right now, especially with the problems they're having in their own economy. Uh, it's it would be almost uh, strategically, at least I would say, uh, unwise not to take an opportunity that's handed to them on a platter. Well, what I saw was that they were very close, moving ships very very close at high speed towards the Philippines, also, and again. Uh, you know, we, we're always speaking about allies. Both of you, you know how I, I always speak about allies. 
And we talk about the greatest and this ally in NATO and the, the only democracy in the Middle East. And now the Philippines are hanging out there and Taiwan's hanging out there. And I, Mike, you and Dr. Mike know how long that uh, there was the great uh, congressmen and senators over the years who, who stood up all the time on the House floor for Taiwan. And I think Taiwan is really in a pickle now. They're in a really bad way because they have not prepared for this day. Mm -hmm. they've been enjoying their wealth and their prosperity way too much. And they haven't been, you know, really believing that, that a day like this could happen. And so many of the people from, from the really pro us, you know, anti-communist party have been co-opted by the communists of, of, of the mainland. And so it's a really, uh, really dicey time now for Taiwan. Dr. Mike. Yeah, I think that's right. We, we we have talked big and promised our allies all of these things. We have too many allies, so maybe a few less won't hurt. But the, uh, the, the idea that while we were promising to do everything, it, we, we, we kind of de- degraded our military to the point where it's, it's – but there, there's 100,000 100, people in, um, uh, on the West Coast for Pacific affairs between Indo – Indo, whatever it is, and the and the rest of the Pacific, and there's less than uh, I, I think that's the number for for ground troops. Imagine having a having a force that's meant to deal with China with only a hundred thousand um, uh, ground troops. It's it's almost unbelievable what they've done to the military and the the apparent idiocy or at least the lack of acumen amongst the Joint Chiefs of Staff and and the, their planners. It's a it's a disgrace, really. Well, we we're being extorted. Also, I want I want to present this to the two mics, uh, Mike Waller and Doctor Mike. Uh, Breitbart reported that um, Mayorkas and Biden said we'll only put in a million illegals a year, but we want sixty one billion for the U uh, Ukrainians. Did you guys read that? I read that it was going to be 106 billion between the Israelis and the uh, and the Ukrainians. Did Probably any of the you talk of it going to Ukraine? Yes. Yeah. Probably that's true. With no strategy. No strategy at all. Just dump the money in and uh, and yeah, no uh, end game, no end state, no. Yeah, no, no consideration of how far is too far where it's going to put nuclear targets on our heads. Uh, and then what are we solving by this? What difference is it going to make? And what end game do we want? And, and how far are we going to get dragged in? Uh, there's been no strategy either from the White House or from the Ukrainian government on what, what the Ukrainians want, which is going to be a bit different from what our interests are. Well, Mike, did you, Michael, Mike, Mike, sure. Would you want to mention today that they want to add some more into the NATO and see what Mike Wallace says? Yeah, I read, I read in a couple articles since Thursday that the uh, um, EU intends to announce that they're going to take Moldova, Bosnia, Herzegovina, uh, the in the Ukraine and Georgia into the EU. And then think about NATO for them. Now, that seems to me just a, just an effort to to put a a, a knife in uh, into uh, Putin Putin's Putin's butt. Uh, it just it seems madness. But 
they they know i think that they can't feel the military that could ever beat the red army and uh they don't want to do that in the fir- in the first place so I, I why they would do this it's just another thing that that makes putin dangerous as he is i think the only adult on the ground anywhere in this world uh and and uh he will respond as necessary to to do what's needed to protect russia where we have our foreign policy is based on we're immortal and no one can do anything to us so it's it's a mess what what are you going to do mike walla well, to, where is it in our interests to make those countries NATO allies? In There's Moldova? none, sir. Really? Yeah. You know, Georgia is at least a really good friend if you if you think of the things that they've done for us and with us. They're, they're hardcore folks. But as a military ally where we have a treaty commitment, we don't even have a – Israel's not even a military ally. You know, we have no mutual defense treaty with Israel, no. but they're great partners a lot of the time. And there's things to be said for having great partners, but not military allies. Now, if you have the European Union, which is our economic competitor, and they they want to, you know, they have secret services in those countries that are working actively to undermine our economy and our industrial base for their own purposes. And for us to link that somehow and equate that with NATO is, is insanity. Yep. Well, you can bet the British, you can bet your bottom dollar that the British are behind this idea of uh, adding all of these other countries. But the basic problem is Americans. Why would any American want to risk their son or daughter in the military uh, in order to save Macedonia or any other of those? Hey, small come on, there's, there's hookers that you got to save. Come on, baby. You got some hookers <laughs> and drug dealers and drug launderers. Come on, you got to save somebody. I mean, really? Well, we we got a good job here at home at trying to save this republic, and we're not doing yeah, a good job. To, to, no, no. no it's just it. To what for, to what end do we have our defense now? I mean, what are we defending, and why? And what are we not defending with our Department of Defense? Well, we're not defending the republic, and we're certainly not maintaining an army that scares anyone anymore with their red sneakers or red tap tap shoes or whatever they wear, and all the the transgender people and. You know, white officers from now on will be the minority in the U.S. military. All that stuff, we're we're less than a punching bag. I mean, you know, we're a pushover at the moment, unless you want to go nuclear. Yeah. We don't want to go nuclear. No, no, of course not. No, 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 but we're leaving ourselves without any alternative. That's exactly so right. And so provocative. It, That's exactly, it, Mike. It's, 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 it's the doomsday clock ahead. The man is... is both adult and a retired, both. And, and he's surrounded by people who want war. And f- is that for the new world order to take over? Or or what is it? Is it just hatred for America? I don't know the answer to that, but it, it has so many options and none of them are savory. Well, I think of the, the personalities that this president has appointed around himself. You have the, the sort of the traditional uniparty um uh, let let's let's go let's go fight Russia because you know for whatever reason whether or not Russia's a non traditional threat to us or not let's and let's have NATO expansion mindlessly you have that crowd but then you have the pro Hamas group where they, you've got White House staff going out and having pro Hamas vigils in front of the White House at night openly def- defying their boss 
And then you have Iranian agents of influence in the State Department and the Pentagon. Mike, why don't you do a little deep dive on that one? I mean, I think people know about that now, but I don't think they know how serious that was or it is. Oh, you've got the chief of staff for the assistant secretary of defense for special operations and low intensity conflict as a jihadist supporter openly on social media. And yet this person is running the day-to-day operations of our special operations forces worldwide. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember after 9-11 that, that people that we had identified at, at the CIA as uh, either fellow travelers or active participants in Al-Qaeda activities were being used by the FBI and DOD to brief their their people about how Islam works and you know this, that, and the other thing. And while they're doing that, of course, they're collecting intelligence against against us and misleading right. us or or fabricating things. Uh, it was unbelievable. That guy that finally, that American citizen who finally got killed in Yemen by a by a, a, a missile from a drone, I think. He was in the Pentagon time after time after time, being a kind of an instructor on how them on on how to beat the Muslims. You know, if yep. that's not a yeah, I, knew, I knew two of them. Did you? I knew two of them, and then I was I was part of an army pre-deployment uh, instruction program for our guys going to Iraq and Afghanistan. So it was with uh, uh, officers and senior non-commissioned officers, and I was handling the psyop and the information ops part. And the guy handling the Islam part, his name was um, Louis Safi from Syria. He, uh, he was the instructor going from, uh, from military post to military post around the country. And he's a Muslim Brotherhood operative. Yeah. He had the same end game as Al-Qaeda, just different ways to bring it about. And here he would go. So we could see these were unclassified settings, but you would know the, the name of each officer and the MOS into where they were being deployed and when. And here he is allied with the terrorists doing these briefings. So, so I was at Fort hood. He was there at the same time, right to two or three weeks after the jihadi uh, major, uh, major Hassan uh, shot, wounded and killed uh, a bunch of his, his colleagues there. And this guy was, uh, Alamudi was not a Alamudi. Safi was there to, uh, Expressed condolences on behalf of the American Muslim community. Well, no, he was not there for that reason. He was there on an army contract. He went on his own doing his Muslim Brotherhood propaganda thing. I went and reported him quietly through proper channel, and then I was removed from the program. <laughs> Ooh, another one of those removed from the program. Hey, guys, I got to break yeah. in here a minute. We're on the National Security Hour. On the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the Out Loud Truth. You're on with military and intel experts. Today, you're on with Dr. Mike Waller, Dr. Michael Shoya, the Out Loud Truth. You come here and you listen to us on the iHeartRadio Network, where you can hear us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps, Apple, Android, and Alexa. That's AAA. We stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one to two days after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. 
You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, all of the platforms, iHeart Podcast, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news. It's going there officially in January. Your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part. Share the stories, the articles, the videos, so we can help secure America. All righty, so with liberty and justice for all, we're down to the last minute. So I'm going to bring back Mike Waller and Dr. Mike on the other side after the commercial. But I want Dr. Mike Waller to give you a little bit about his resume. And then we'll do a little bit of a dive into China and what China is really doing right now in America and who's who in the spy area with mainland China and how embedded they are, because nobody does it better than Mike Waller. (laughs) So right after the commercial, we're going to go visit the sponsors. Don't forget to visit our sponsors. We have some great sponsors. Okay. And you're on the National Security Hour. Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, seven o'clock. Eastern Time every Monday. We're going to go to the other side and we'll be back after the commercial. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, and our guest today is Mike Waller, Intel Specialist. Mike, give us a little bit of your background for the audience, and we could discuss a little bit about your new book coming out in January, Big Intel. But I want to do a little bit of a dive, Mike, because you know more about this Chinese spy operation and what's going on in America than most people do. And a lot of people are being fooled, especially people on the right. Republicans in the media. So tell us a little bit more. Oh yeah, it, it's it's a it's a weird world out there. And so so uh, for my own background, uh, it's not on China, but it's on subversion and disinformation and propaganda and and psychological warfare and the kind of things that have been very niche areas that there's really no client for, and that are um, you know you. You, you're looking at methods of doing things and how people mess with our minds and our worldview and how we think and therefore how our leaders will decide and act. And, and you, so it's this, it's this world where, uh, where, where you, you can't really tell friend from foe a lot of the time. 
and where some of our adversaries will deliberately pose as people like us for the purpose of disinforming us and dividing us and setting us against one another and even compromising us for the other side. And that becomes a problem because when you start uh, following these trails and you find where they lead and you warn the people what's happening to them, generally they'll turn against you because they think that you have a, a different agenda and then you end up becoming the bad guy and the foreign agent ends up on top. Um, this happened in a case with a Chinese, uh, communist Chinese uh, immigrant here, a billionaire, who was posing as an anti-communist and making himself look like the leader of the resistance to the Chinese Communist Party, when really he was a Chinese Communist Party asset the entire time, but he had gone and duped a lot of really good people and a lot of other conservatives who might not be good people, but they're still, you know, influential and uh, really messed things up for several years. Are, are you permitted to say the name? Yeah, his, well, he has about eight different names. Okay, he's most go commonly ahead. Known, <laughs> he's most commonly known as uh, uh, Miles Guo, G-U-O, or Guo Wenggui, or Miles right. Kwok. Those are three of his names. Um, he's he is now be he's now being held pending um, uh, a federal trial for a billion dollar fraud uh, under. Now I can't even keep track of the name, but he's got a completely different name uh, under the federal prosecution of him. And it's one of these cases where the federal authorities were indeed doing their job, but that's because the case was led by the Securities and Exchange Commission, which had not yet been politicized. Oh, okay. So it's an SEC case. So is this like a Ponzi case or something like that, a Ponzi deal? Yeah, he was defrauding uh, Chinese anti-communist exiles or expatriates around the world, including in the United States, by posing as a super rich sort of lifestyles of the rich and famous kind of anti-communist leader saying, you can all become rich like me. Just send me all your personal identifiable data, copies of your passports and your your national IDs and, and your bank account information, and send me money, and then you can buy into my businesses, and you'll all be rich just like me. It was all a scam, and the the data for an anti-communist exile was being held on servers in mainland China, and so this was wow. all going to the Chinese regime. They were able to identify thousands and thousands and thousands of active anti-communist Chinese people around the world and their networks and all their personal data. And he built them of a billion dollars, according to the SEC allegation. Well, Mike, did, did the Chinese front the money, the mainland Chinese CCP, did that the Communist China uh, Party front the money for this guy to be a big guy? Well, we don't really know. Even the federal government, the authorities can't find out because they were working through literally hundreds of layers of paper companies and front companies and uh, in all sorts of jurisdictions all around the world, from from different states in the U.S. to Hong Kong to the British Virgin Islands to the United Arab Emirates, you, know, you name it. And there was a point where the judge finally said, this is such a deceptive thing. We're just going to the court is just going to determine right now that you. Uh, this individual, uh, Guo Wengui, are the responsible party for it. Even the Swiss banks who had he had allegedly defrauded couldn't find out, couldn't get to the bottom of it all. 
what had happened was he was he had made his way up as an asset of the Chinese Ministry of State Security, which is the Communist Chinese KGB, and he was uh, working uh, against other Chinese people, you know, all his life. He came up from from uh, humble beginnings and became super rich, but he built a, a massive luxury hotel in Beijing, right by the Olympic Village. And that's where he got his real power and wealth because he wired everything for sound and video in all of the <laughs> bedrooms and bathrooms of the hotels and was able to blackmail the vice mayor of Beijing to get a big property deal to swing his own way. And so he was part of this, you know, intercorruption fighting with inside the Chinese Communist Party where everybody's blackmailing each other and extorting each other. And that's where he made his wealth. Well, his, his, uh, this sort of communist guardian angel within the secret police. He was the number two guy in the secret police. And uh, he was purged in another inter in insider party faction fight. So it had nothing to do with opposing the regime. It was just a faction fight. And so this guy, Guo, uh, was a casualty of that because now he lost his sponsor. So he went to the United Arab Emirates, allegedly ripped off the royal family of Abu Dhabi, uh, paid a former British prime minister, Tony Blair, to vouch for him to get a deluxe place on Central Park in New York at the Sherry Dederland Hotel. So he, had, he bought a whole floor there for his own place. And uh, and then set himself up first to infiltrate the Hillary Clinton administration. But then Trump was elected. This is 2016, uh, much to his horror. So he had to figure out, how do I repackage myself? So he repackaged himself as an anti-communist who was going to help Trump bring down the Chinese Communist Party. Did Trump ever meet with him, Mike? No. Okay, so did you did you have a, any access to any of these New York State or uh, other jurisdictions? Do you have any documents that you had access to prove uh, this guy was working with the Communist Party? Well, it was uh, yeah. We had he sued my colleague. We had done some work for him in the beginning because he had a whole campaign to expose and bring down the Chinese Communist Party, and we were we were thinking, okay, this guy's an insider. From the party, he's a defector. He came here. Now he wants to tear down the Chinese Communist Party. Great, we're all in on it. But we only lasted a month, and then we found out the guy was. We had uh, two different research teams in two different countries do some deep dives on him. They didn't know each other's existence. They had different methodology, and they both came back and said, "This guy's running foreign counterintelligence for the Chinese secret police." Wow. So what a yeah. So we were. It was really creepy, and and then we had litigation for years. So I, I had set up a series of questions for him in court. And one of the questions was, are you still working with the Chinese secret police? Are you still an asset for the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, are you being paid by the Chinese Communist Party? Is the money that you're giving to Americans to pay them coming from the mainland and from the Chinese Communist Party? He pled the Fifth Amendment 47 times Wow! in that one hearing. And he would not answer yes or no. He could have said of course, I'm not a Chinese Communist Party asset. Or no, I stopped working for the secret police when I first came to America. No, he pled the fifth to all of them. Wow. Mike, now this is the gentleman, I believe, because I was at CPAC last year. It's almost in two months, it'll be a year. That set up a shop called the New Federal State of China or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that is that the same gentleman that's involved with that? Same guy, same operation. Uh, and right. they, they're they're trying to create a new Chinese government. They have no support. It's just completely fake. 
okay. their map is the same map of China as the Chinese Communist Party map. So it has Tibet and Taiwan are part of his new federal state of China, just like the Chinese Communist Party maps show. Uh-huh. Last year when I was at CPAC, a friend of mine was giving out these uh, bumper stickers or rear window stickers, we call them today, I guess. Uh, it was saying boycott China. So we're walking around CPAC and we go to this big fancy. It was the fanciest booth, Mike. They had one on the top floor, one on the bottom. You've been to CPAC. They're big exhibitions, right? Well, this guy had the biggest booth with all these Chinese people. And, it, and we went to give out some of these bumper stickers like, hey, you know, and it was like kryptonite. When they saw the sticker, they they melted. They turned ahead. And I'm like, wait a minute. These guys and they had pins. They were giving out lapel pins and, you know, uh, pens and little diaries. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you want to have this if you you guys are anti-communist? He's all oh, we're not communists, you know, but they wouldn't speak to us and they wouldn't take a yeah. bumper sticker. So I went over to Epic Times booth and I said, who are those people? And they said, we don't even know who they are, but it doesn't seem like they're anti-communist right and uh yeah then i said to myself well something's wrong here and i went to a friend of mine who had the stickers and i said let's try again and we gave him the stickers and they handed them back to us and then they gave us these lapel pins and i handed the lapel pins back i said well who are you and then i came back i think i told dr mike that time and a couple other people i said man this this is like a front thing going on how did they allow it in cpac but cpac took the money and allowed them to have two booths Yep. Yep. And then, well, now that they've had CPAC's apparent endorsement, because it's implied if you're allowed to just have a booth there, and and now it looks like you're endorsed by CPAC, therefore you're a trustworthy, yep. you know, anti-communist mm-hmm. group. So, yeah, you might be a little weird, but maybe it's just a cultural thing. So let's let's get on board and work together. And that's how they end up duping a lot of conservatives. Well, they also duped a lot of people in the media because we used to have Mike knows. We used to have a couple of nice people that come on our uh, podcast, the Two Mics podcast. And uh, a couple of them were, were cheerleading this new federation of China, whatever it's called. And I was just like, wait a minute, do you guys know even what's happening? So apparently they spread enough peanut butter or dollars, okay, throughout the podcast world and the, you know, uh, let's say the conservative media to make people believe that, hey, yeah, you know, and they were like, oh, Colonel Mike, yeah, this is going to be the new thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They wouldn't take a bumper sticker, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and they started that Getter app, the social media. Oh, he financed he, it. He financed it. Yeah. He, he, con- he controlled it. He didn't just finance it. And I talked to the IT guys who built the platform. They're, they're Chinese emigres, but one of them went back to China. He was a, still a citizen and resident of the People's Republic of China. He built the original Chinese language base for Getter. So they just cha- changed it to English and turned it mm-hmm. into Getter. But, but this was a base where it was, it was collecting personal information on every Chinese-speaking person who was on that network. And this was related to this current uh, billion-dollar fraud that the SEC is prosecuting now in New York. And but Mike an Waller, collection app. Yes, and and Mike Waller, I think you know, and Doctor Mike knows that the gentleman who operates that is a, a guy named Miller, who's right now working next to Trump in his campaign. Am I correct? Yeah, he doesn't work. He doesn't work with Getter anymore. But he he was pretty nasty when I pointed it out, and I went to just warn him first. I said, "Hey, do you know what you're dealing with? This guy's Chinese Communist Party," and he just ripped me in public. Uh, really? Since left together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, yeah, why wouldn't they take pretty vicious when you cross them? Or even, well, even when say, you go to give them a friendly confidential warning and they attack you publicly for it. Well, knowing your background, and I know you probably about, I don't know, 12, 15 years now, because we had mutual friends over the years. Knowing your background, I'd be saying like, hey, Mike, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and you would think, and they say, don't worry, you know, I've checked it out, and uh, but thanks for the info. You know, because they know you're trying to do it as a friend because you're coming to them in private saying, hey, I just mm -hmm. want to give you a what they call it a defensive briefing, right? Uh, so if if uh, when you could trust the FBI or the CIA, I mean, if they said you're a you're an elected official or a government official and you're hanging around with some really bad actors, we know you're not willfully involved, but or you, you, you don't know what's happening. But so this is a defensive briefing so that you are aware Um well, once you start attacking the guy who's giving you a defensive briefing, you know, there's some guilt there because they're actually oh, yeah. really guilty. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Dr. Mike. Mike. Do, yeah. Mike, do you find that pretty much common that these people who are hooked into things that are Chinese uh, communist uh, and they're making money out of it, that once once the money can they see the money can be gotten from the chinese that their idea of nationalism or love of country goes out the window and critical thinking they don't check it any further than the first payment yeah yeah, yeah and it's true with any business i mean you have think of all the ex-military people and the ex-intelligence people who were really solid and then once they go into the corporate world those concerns disappear uh, it's not necessarily because they're dishonest although that's part of it for many of them, it's simply because they want to do business. And if they start complaining about this or making an issue of it, uh, they're not going to keep their jobs or they're not going to get those contracts and it becomes a problem. So they, they become willfully ignorant and then they start freezing out their old friends, like say you and me who are issuing these warnings and saying, why are you doing it? And then yeah. we have no choice, but to either be complicit by being silent about it or by being public and therefore burning our bridges behind us. And when you do this with a few of them, you do it with a lot of them. And that's mm -hmm. when you get closed out of that whole community. Before I left the agency, we had a very senior officer who retired. And he was retired for about a month when, it, when people found out that he was going to work for the Sudanese government. It's, it almost that's seemed when it was a designated terrorist regime? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a surprise. I hadn't heard that case. And the, and the and the British, you know, their retired intelligence people are all over the Arab world. Yeah, yeah, there is, and, and Qatar especially, it's yes. you know, it's a it's a it's an absolute dictatorship by the guy who has his mother under house arrest, <laughs> and he's been financing Hamas and Al Qaeda and 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 Taliban, but we have our U.S. Central Command base, very important base there at Al Udaid that that was built there after nine eleven. Uh, so we think, well, we don't have any other assets there. He's really our ally. No, he's been, you know, supporting the terrorists and supporting us so that everybody will protect him. I think late in my career, I remember there being a kerfluffle. I don't know if it, it I think it was made public that the gutteries were sharing uh, our overhead imagery with the Iranians. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure because, well, it's a tight neighborhood. So, so yes, it is. Some yes, it of is. them. <laughs> So, so, but you know, why have the Saudis uh, and the Emiratis and Bahrain and the Egyptians suddenly become very friendly with Israel? Because really, Israel is the—they have common interests now with Israel, and it was thanks to the uh, 
to the to the to the to the Trump administration that was able to cobble that amazing relationship together. Yeah. Uh, but it was Qatar that stuck with all the terrorists and with Iran. Yeah. And now you see the Biden administration has is is even worse than the Bush people were on Qatar, and um, and they have the you know they support the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a Biden, Biden administration supports the Brotherhood, which is the a Qatar um, instrument of of uh, of covert influence around the world. And, but but Qatar has paid off so many law firms in Washington D.C. that those law firms can't touch any contracts of anybody who can't have any relations with anybody who is critical of the Qatar regime. And they've been buying a ton of influence through, through uh, Georgetown University and other oh, big absolutely. universities and the Brookings Institution and think tanks. Yeah, so you think, you know, the premier university of the nation's capital that's educating our, uh, not just future generations of intelligence officers, but current intelligence officers who are yeah. going to grad school at the Wall School of Foreign Service, that school is being funded by the jihadists and by communist China. Wow. Okay, guys, we got to go to break. Mike and Mike, we got to go to break. We'll, we'll continue on the other side. You're on the National Security Hour. What a great conversation today. Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, and Mike Waller, our special guest today. We'll be back in a minute. Don't forget to visit the sponsors. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Clean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. 
Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Mike, Colonel Mike, 7 p.m., East Coast time every Monday. We have five five shows, Monday to Friday. Dr. Mike and I try to get the Monday slot, and we get it every week. So you want to keep tuning in on Monday. And we have the other guys the rest of the week. And don't forget, there's a lot of good shows on AmericaOutloud.news 24-7. All right, this last segment coming up, Mike Waller, this has been an interesting discussion with Dr. Mike and you. What would you like to talk about on this show today, on the National Security Hour? that you think our listeners around the world want to hear? Well, we just finished talking about Georgetown University educating our intelligence people. But if you see what's been happening with the Ivy League, with the Harvard president saying genocide is relative, uh, could not say it's it's an evil, you know, this kind of thing, and plagiarism is okay. Think of Harvard University training also, with their with their huge international relations program, there their huge diplomacy program, training our future State Department people, Harvard Law School training our future Justice Department prosecutors, schools all over the country with similar ideological bents, and plagiarism's fine. That means there's no such thing as truth. That means there's no such thing as evidence in an objective sense in a legal case. That means there's no such thing as facts and an objective analysis anymore in the intelligence business what's happened to our intelligence community and our fbi when the nation's so-called finest schools are being are feeding the students with this kind of stuff go so ahead mike Dr. over mike? the years yeah i'd like to hear it yeah i th- i think part of it is that uh, uh, the kind of clientele those colleges have are all people who have never worked a day in their life and will end up being bureaucrats or company officers and doing uh, ordering other people around. And their ideas of management, their ideas of, of uh, uh, country, of nationalism, really are, 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 are really thrown to the winds when you have, you know, I've, I've read anyway that Harvard teaches that um, punctuality or keeping a schedule is racist. Uh, They're they're, they're shameful organizations. When you think of Harvard in the Civil War or in the American Revolution, their people were on the side of liberty, of of, uh, uh, freedom, uh, of orderly government. And now they're just, they're guerrillas within the system. They're they're insurgents and they're doing they're winning at the moment, but I I think that there's an awful good reason to just cut federal funding from any of these people. 
Uh, Harvard, they say, yeah. has a $10 billion uh, dowry or whatever they call it. But I, I mean, why we're funding our own destruction. Yeah, it should be. I'd like to see the next president come in and say, if you have a degree from Harvard and Penn and these other schools, you are unsuitable to be an intelligence officer or a Justice Department official or an FBI agent. Uh, second happened, so this gets back. Yeah, this gets back, Colonel Mike, to your question. What what would I like to talk about? I, I've got a book coming out in January called Big Intel, and it's how the CIA and FBI went from heroes of the Cold War to the, the woke villains of today about how they became not simply politicized, because the CIA was always leaning liberal and even strongly liberal later on. But now when you have intelligence officers who hate their country, who hate Western civilization, who have studied under professors, who have taught them to think this way, and whose personal conduct is this way, and they are doing the intelligence asking and collection and analysis to inform our leaders of how the world is working and to show them what policy options they might have. And then they're forcing this wokeness where if you want to get promoted in the senior levels of the CIA now, you have to prove that you're an ally of, ally is a term that they're using, of LGBTQI, you know, P, whatever other letters they're putting on the end of this. You must do that as a criteria for being up in the grade scale 15 up to the senior executive service within the intelligence community now. Which is incredible. It has nothing to do with the, the statutory purpose of the CIA. And, and the people who, who don't go along with this wokeness do not get, um, you know, they're not welcome. And they're certainly not being recruited the way they were. And the same with the FBI. The FBI has just been slower on the uptake. What what comes out of that, Mike, is what comes out of that is, you know, they'll use the DEI, right? Uh, uh, what is right. it? The diversity, uh, equity and inclusion, which actually, if you translate that into English, it's discrimination, exclusion and intolerance. That's all that is. Exactly. They want to discriminate. Exactly. They want to exclude you and they have no tolerance. They're intolerant. But the other the other side of that that coin with, with that is at the in the end, what you get is. The biggest threat to the United States is Christian nationalism, which really pisses me off. OK, Christian nationalism all of a sudden is the greatest threat to America. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is well, their greatest you know, enemy, it, you know, in, in the sense that we were founded as a Christian nation, despite all these decades of historians arguing that it wasn't. Even some of them saying we've been through all of George Washington's papers and found no evidence of him being Christian Christian oriented. Uh, when you break Christianity in this country, you break the, the the one of the cornerstones of what it was erected on, the base on which it was erected, and that's clearly what's going on inside the agencies and inside the bureaucracy generally. Yep. Mike Wallace, did you hear they want to take? George Washington statues down next. There was I've heard a lot of rumblings of it, but certainly that's going to be the case if they've they've gone. They're even taking they took what Kit Carson statue down. They're taking down you know Lincoln statues down. So it's not a question of of uh, of fighting uh, you know you know evil. It's a question of the evil that they see are the founders of our country. So if you have people of these views who hate the founding principles of our country. 
those principles that they swear to uphold when they take their you know, oath or sign their contracts to work in the federal government, they really hate everything our country stands for. This is the enemy's work that's going on within our own intelligence community. Yep. And so in Big Intel, in the book, I trace it back to, uh, to a, a school of thought that began as a Soviet active measure, Soviet covert influence campaign, over a century ago in Moscow. And it was aimed at bringing down Weimar Germany, so the Germany that had emerged as a fragile uh, republic after World War I. And it was to tear off the center the political center of Germany between the extremes of the Nazis on the one hand and the communists on the other hand. And their idea was to turn Weimar Germany into a communist state. Well, Hitler beat them to it and he smashed them. So where did all these academics and activists go? They went to Paris, they went to London, they went to New York and they went to Los Angeles and a chunk of them were transferred wholesale to Columbia university in the, in the Ivy league. Was that and the Frankfurt School Frankfurt. people, Mike? The, was that the, the Frankfurt, Frankfurt School? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was the Frankfurt School, but this began as a Soviet active measures operation. Mm-hmm. And it continues to this day. And these are the people who brought us the whole concepts of diversity, equity, and inclusion, not as something nice to bring people together or whatever, give fairness to certain aggrieved groups, but to tear down every aspect of our civilization. That was the purpose of it, the stated purpose. And so you had scholars like Herbert Marcuse, who was uh, you know, a, a powerful intellectual, but he was a crazy fringe element. But he, has, he became mainstreamed in American uh, law schools back in the 1980s as a creator of what was called, called uh, critical legal theory. So critical theory is to criticize all Western institutions relentlessly not for the purpose of, of uh, making you know things truer to, to our founding principles, but for tearing everything apart, for tearing families apart and countries apart and belief systems apart. And then it began as critical legal theory. So the law is now no, no longer blind justice, but it is, to, it is a system to manipulate everything to achieve a revolutionary end. And then it became critical race theory. And this is how you get this diversity, equity, and inclusion, all these other critical theories. And so it's, we summarize it, and I summarize it in the book as cultural Marxism, because before Marx had the, the, uh, his whole revolutionary movement of the toiling masses of the working proletariat against the rich bourgeoisie, before he wrote that stuff, he was writing about attacking culture and using culture as a weapon to tear culture, tear apart Western culture. Yeah. And well, the two times. Through the Frankfurt School. Well, our two-time uh, elected, he was, tw- he was elected twice, uh, the uh, Barack Obama, our black president, half-black president, elected twice. He just come out with a new gig on, fle- on Netflix, which is basically, don't trust white people. <laughs> yeah, and it's fetish about plunging America into a civil war. It's a well, fetish they have for this. Yeah. Sometimes that's the only way. I don't know. You know, I was going to say when I just before I left the agency, the last couple of years, I was senior enough that I was involved in interviewing people who had applied. And the the one thing I found was what what was really strange to me was when you interviewed them, you found out that history to them went back maybe as far as Vietnam or maybe Korea, but a singular inability to do an analogy, an analogy between current events 
and historical events, not to, to, to find something really to that'll work, but to at least have in your quiver the idea of what has been tried before and what hasn't worked. And that was almost uh, consistent across the whole number of, I don't know how many I did, 30 or 40, uh, people who were trying to come into the agency to work in the counterterrorism center. And you, you, how are they going to understand uh, the, the, for Islam? How do they understand if they don't understand where it, where it came from, what the what the uh, Quran says, how the Lord their Lord is regarded? It it was a it was like being in a wonderland for me. I I just I would vote against so many people because if you can't do an analogy for to 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 make sure you know you're not doing something that has failed for the Romans and for. Cromwell and for George Washington and for Robert E. Lee, uh, you just can can continue making mistakes. And again, it was from people from Ivy League and other very prominent universities. Mike Waller, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and it's pervasive. And so it is. It is pervasive. And and there's so it's not a question of reforming problems in the FBI and CIA and elsewhere because the problems are are the people in there. And, they, and a lot of them don't even think they're problems because they this is what this is how they were raised. This is how they were educated and this is how they were trained. And when you're training and your whole peer group and your whole career trajectory depends on going along to get along. It's like it's like conservatives who who uh, or, or ex-military, ex-intelligence who know better about communist China. But once they get into the private sector, they shut up because that's that's where they're their whole livelihood comes from this happens at the career level too so when you're when you have to turn a blind eye toward this even though you know better you're becoming part of the problem and the whole intelligence community even guys like mike hayden former cia director i've met him a bunch of times nice guy uh, middle of the road he could he's the kind of public servant who you could think could serve either administration uh, you know, loyally and effectively. But if you see what a crackpot he really is, since he's mm-hmm. been uh, outspoken, if you follow his Twitter account, the guy's a kook. Yeah, he's a, he's all anti anti Christian, Mike. All anti Christian. Oh yeah, it's not even that he's he. It's not even that he's anti Trump. I thought it was well. He just has Trump derangement syndrome. He hates Western civilization. Yes, <laughs> a worst, the worst danger to the country, worse than the Iranian regime or the jihadists or the Chinese communists. <laughs> and he's Mike, one of the most mainstream guys. Mike, what do you think of that uh, that guest list when uh, Xi came to San Francisco? Did you see the corporate heads that went there and uh, oh, bowed down to him? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the corporate heads? I mean, this is our country. It's not just politicians and intel agencies. It's it's corporate America. It's basically yeah. been, you know, signed, sealed, delivered, sold out. Yeah, and and, and and what you said kowtowed to them. It's one thing to be invited and you've got big uh, uh, business interests in China, and, and that's kind of understandable. I don't like it, but it's understandable. But when you see how servile they act in front of the head of the Chinese Communist Party, and they bow down in a meek way like they would never do to anyone else in the world, they bow down and they and they clasp both hands and they won't even make eye contact with him because they're yeah. not worthy. Right. That's the body language that says these people are complete tools of the Chinese Communist Party and they're pushing this on all of us. Mike, what is your Twitter handle? Let's let's get that on record. What's your Twitter handle? At J. Michael Waller. 
at Jay Michael Waller. Mike, are you willing to say how long your family has been in America on this show? Since 1621. So we were the How do you like that, guys? 1621. So you know who we're talking to when we're talking to Mike Waller. Mike, you never knew that one, right, Dr. Mike? They didn't. That's no, a long that's a, time. And so some of them were American Indians, so it was well before yeah. 1621. <laughs> well, you're covered on the LBGT thing then. <laughs> no, he's covered on DEI. <laughs> DEI. I self identify <laughs> as a straight, uh, a straight Algonquin Indian. Yeah. I've got almost no Indian blood in me, but it's still about a thousand times more than. Um, Hiawatha, then uh, what's her name? The senator, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pocahontas or Iowa, whatever they call it. Hey, we're coming down to the last two minutes. This has been a great show, Mike. Thank you for coming on and giving us the brief. I mean, this is just, wow. Mike, what, Mike, Mike, sure, what did you think it is today? Well, I thought it was very good, and I was, I'm very troubled, uh, I, and Mr. Waller obviously is, that the general American public and its bureaucrats seem to be willing to jettison their allegiance to the country and their patriotism for uh, a couple bucks from the Chinese or probably the Russians or the Iranians. But it's, uh, it, it, it makes intelligence almost impossible when you can't trust anybody. And, and that's even in your own building, you know, and the more they hire, it used to be, we didn't hire people from the Arab world or from the Soviet union because they had a, a grasp around the neck of the family that was left behind. And now we hire those people right off the bat. You know, there's, in fact, we, we give them priority and mm -hmm. neither the Iranian government or the Chinese government or probably the Russian government is going to find out some, one of their former citizens or a, a, a direct relative of one of them is now spying for the United States. They're going to well, reach they, out. They hacked, Mike, they hacked OPM and the Congress That's did right. nothing about it. That's right. They, Congress did nothing about it, and they still to this day never said boo. So I want to say thank you to my guest today, our guest, Mike Waller, for coming back on the National Security Hour. And thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America, and we mean that. And Mike, please come back after the book is released and let us know how it's doing. You bet. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Mike. Mike.